Something's coming. Something dark. I sense it. This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, power. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this special episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast, here to discuss all this incredibly awesome news that they just dropped on us, like hot starfighters this morning at Star Wars Celebration Europe. Of course, can't be there, but I am joined by none other than Tiara of Crafting on Illum to break down some of the awesome new news. Tiara, thanks for being with me today. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like a bottle that's about to explode with a mento, like soda bottle with a mento in it. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) So much. I... I like I've been so unplugged from celebration stuff like all the hype because I can't I couldn't go again so I was like mm-hmm. it's hard to get excited about something I once again can't participate in yeah and then like I woke up at seven o'clock this morning to just like a bunch of texts from my buddy Greg just like kind of saying are you guys seeing all this R- Daisy's yeah. back the Ahsoka yeah. trailer I was like Carl get your butt out of bed <laughs> Uh, what, like, how how are you feeling about all this? There's so much. I'm, I was literally shaking with so much joy this morning. Like, when I get really excited, I jump around my room and I do, like, martial art moves. Not that they're <laughs> official or anything, but, like, I do some moves. But, yeah, so I did that and um, I... I got some text messages as well. And then I had logged on to Instagram because I check it, of course, like any other person every morning. And like all everyone's stories and like posts was about Star Wars Celebration. The first thing I saw was about Ahsoka. And so I immediately watched that trailer and man, was I freaking blown away. Like I was, oh, I'm a huge Rebels fan. So to see it live action, <laughs> I'm, yeah, stunned. Uh-huh. It was, it's so serendipitous. I've just been randomly doing a Rebels rewatch. Um, I watched, like, I just had this, I had this itch to watch. One of my favorite episodes is in um, season three. Uh, mm-hmm. The I think it's called The Last Battle. It's the episode where they wind up on what had once been a Separatist world. And there's a droid commander there who doesn't believe the oh, Clone War is over, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right, they make Rex and Ezra and Kanan go through this you know, kind of like a simulation, simulation of, of droids, like to see who yeah. would have actually won. Cause the, according to the droid, the, the separatists should have won the war. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And uh, and I, I don't know why I just had like an itching, like an inkling to like watch that last week. And I was like, you know what? I need more rebels in my life. So I just went back to the start of season three and I've I'm about halfway through season three now. But it's so interesting because in that episode is where they replace the phantom right at the beginning of season three. Ezra gets it destroyed. So mm-hmm. they replace it with one of the droid chips from mm-hmm. the, the Confederacy of Independent Systems. And we just saw it in live action. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. The the ship, the ghost, and um, I don't know his name, but the droid that's on Ilum or Elam um, that helps the younglings craft their lightsaber. Oh my gosh, that was him? Was, yes. I think it's Huang or something. Like Yeah. Uh, I also yeah. don't remember. I don't know but, his name, yeah. I, but it sounds correct. Yes. But yeah, when I saw him, I like legit exploded because of course my name is from that planet and then from that episode and just like, I love droids. So to see him too, like he's so ancient. He's an ancient droid, which is a weird concept to me to have like an ancient droid around. But yeah, I got super excited when I saw him and the ghost. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and, and we like... Okay, so a couple of things that immediately grabbed me with that trailer uh, is the fact that I mean we we know that we've been building towards Thrawn's reveal, right? They, they gave right. us that in season two of Mandalorian when mm-hmm. Ahsoka asks that lady who's also back apparently because she's mm-hmm. in the trailer. I don't remember her name either. Do you? No, okay. I, I do not. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure several folks are yelling at us right now, but we yeah. can't, we can't hear. How you. do you not know? <laughs> yeah, come on, you call yourself a Star Wars fan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, just hearing her say, like, there's, you know, there's there's something coming, right? I feel like that was the mm-hmm. whole kind of narrative of the trailer is yeah. there's this rising darkness. There's something mm-hmm. lurking still. Mm-hmm. We, I think it's pretty obvious that that background shot when she mentions Thrawn's name. I mean, it's a dude in a white uniform. It's hard to exactly see his face, but I definitely saw some blue. I saw a hue of blue, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she says about Thrawn being back as heir to the empire, which is just like, holy cow. Like, thank you for putting those words in her mouth. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. I, I did a post a while back cause I had went to Barnes and Noble and I wanted to start reading the Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. um, the books that just came out. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, like <laughs> novel candy. I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, I really, really appreciate that as a, as a fan of rebels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, then for you, then your introduction to Thrawn would have been in Rebels, right? Yes. And did you like him right away? I did. I I liked how not creepy, but calculated he is. Like I like those kinds of villains that are calculated. And like, if you read from their perspective or you see things from their perspective, like it Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense, you know, like where they're coming from, like those types of villains. Um, So I really, really enjoyed his character when I was first introduced to him. And I just like Rebels because it introduced a whole bunch of new characters. But beside the point, yes, Thrawn was, that was the first time that I had heard of him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like I, my, my history with Thrawn in a nutshell is, um, I mean, I read the Heir to the Empire trilogy back in the 90s when I first became a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't read them right away in 91, um, but I read them and I really liked them as a Han, Luke and Leia story post, you know, the original trilogy. I never mm-hmm. really liked Thrawn, though. I I un- like unlike a lot of fo- like the folks that obviously love him. I don't like calculating villains <laughs> for whatever reason. I never really liked him that much <laughs> in that trilogy. Like I liked the books, but he was just kind of like. 
fine. Um, but one mm-hmm. of one of my really good friends, uh, Steph, she is obsessed with Thrawn. Um, and her love of Thrawn is just so infectious. And as I've spent more time with her over the years, um, and me and a group of friends went to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con back in October, and she got to meet Timothy Zahn, had him sign some of her stuff. Wow. And like they just became like best buds, which is, seems right because <laughs> she deserves Timothy Zahn as a best bud. And uh, like when we came home from that, I was just like, you know what? I feel like I need to try like one of the new Thrawn trilogies because I tried them in the past and just couldn't get into them. But I loved Essentially, it's like the prequel Thrawn trilogy that Zahn did, yeah. which is about his time yeah. in, you know, in the in the Chiss Empire. It's a mm-hmm. fantastic story. I loved all it three is. of those books. Yeah, I only read the first one. That's what I bought at Barnes and Nobles. I told myself I wasn't going to. That I was just going <laughs> to sit there and read it at the store. <laughs> Any normal person. But yeah, um, I read the first one and I, lo- I love backstory. I love mm. hearing about characters origin stories like if you tell me an origin story about a character, I'm going to immediately fall in love with them because I just love to get more of like that complex build on them rather than just seeing them for the first time, like as like a flat character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, props to your friend. I would love to, oh, yeah. <laughs> love to I, become a best friend with an author. What the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh. She's, she is just going to be delighted when she sees him on screen. And, and I know I'll be delighted regardless of whether I'm actually delighted with his appearance on screen. I'm just going to be delighted watching her be delighted. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, like, as a big Rebels fan, Tiara, like, what's like, what was like feeding your soul as you watched that thing? And I imagine you've probably watched it more than once. I watched it like three times today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, and besides the trailer, I'm like stumbling because I'm so excited. But um, in Mando, there was spoilers ahead but in mando if you haven't seen it in one of the episodes there's a cameo of zeb and i posted my reaction to that on instagram there was like a reel of it and i was so impressed with his appearance like i he seems like a really good character that could be easily messed up you know Mm. um like the visual effects but i thought they did such a good job and to for for one to bring that to lie alive for us rebels fans and then to see the trailer like all of the characters, I felt like their outfits, I don't know why, but I felt really drawn to their outfits. Mm. I felt like it was pretty accurate and it was just really cool to see um, in the trailer, one of the beginning shots is Ahsoka greeting or Sabine greeting Ahsoka. And that was, I believe, the last scene in Rebels. That was like, that is where it's starting and that was where it ended. And so when I saw that, that was really cool because I love seeing like a good story come full circle, you know? Well, as, as our as our beloved maker once said, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, Real well, good. It make like, of course, like your you what caught your eye would be costuming because I mean that's so much of what you do is like that's part of what your Star Wars content that is, is right that you yeah. create is you're you're contis- you're like constantly creating your own cosplays sometimes like screen accurate ones sometimes your own derivatives thereof which is so yeah. so cool. Um, what did you think of uh, Sabine's look, right? She's got the longer hair. What, what did you think of how Sabine looked? I liked her new look. I'm Throughout the Rebel seasons, that's one of the things I love about her character, too, is because of how artsy she is. She's constantly changing up her style. She has, like, new hair dye, a new haircut every season. Um, so to see her in the trailer with longer hair, I really enjoyed that. But like you said, like, 
I really enjoy costumes and styling and I'm not a huge like fashionista like I don't I don't keep up with that stuff but I like a good look Mm -hmm. (laughs) like any other person like aesthetically pleasing and so I like to see another variation of Sabine while her costume was like her outfit was similar to what we see in Rebels her hairstyle was different and so I like that seeing something new. Yeah. yeah. And and it kind of like I, I, I love the shot of her and Ahsoka standing on that kind of like landing platform because I don't know what planet they're on, but it just it just felt so, it looked and felt Star Wars to me so much. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's it, for a second I was like, because I'm right. Just like Ahsoka, it's a new actor playing Sabine. Um, it's mm-hmm. not Tiara uh, Tias Sikrar. Um, I don't remember the name of the actor that is playing Sabine. Man, I did not do my homework. I'm sorry, y'all. No, yeah, same. <laughs> um, I'm really bad with actress and actors' names. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, that said, like when she when she first spoke, I was like, okay, that sounds a little different. But it, but it also makes sense. This is now you know twenty. No, not twenty. Uh, how many years after? Well, I guess it's only like five years after Rebels, probably, right? Because they have not given us a timeline, but... I think well, in it's, the it's, trailer, it's we Mandalorian, see Mon, so. Mothma, Mon, yes. Mon Mothma, and Andor is like, what, five years post-Clone Wars Empire Rising? That's like five, it's five and years it, into it, right? I think I think Andor lands... Well, I know it's going to... Like, season two will bring us right to Rogue One, and Rogue One is right. days before A New Hope. So Andor season one is probably only like a couple of years at most before A New Hope. Okay. Um, so, well, the, I guess the Ahsoka series would, because Mandalorian starts five years after Return of the Jedi. So it's it's at least five years after Return of the Jedi at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, but all that to say, of course, she's going to look a little different. She might sound a little different. I also yeah. really appreciated that that first shot of her, actually, where she's kneeling in front of her Mandalorian helmet. Uh, it, just something very, I don't know, like ritualistic about it like yeah and she's watching a uh uh a hollow projection of Ezra uh um, yeah yeah what'd you think there of was, that there was um I've seen a few posts on Instagram where they were putting like a, a shot from Rebels and then a shot from the trailer of Sabine looking at the hologram of Ezra and again like I thought that was really poetic um I believe, I believe when they open up to Ahsoka and Sabine greeting each other that it's on Lothal because like I said, like I believe that was the last scene that we see in Rebels and it looks similar to that. Um, and Sabine was the last one to work with Ezra and that goodbye was so heartbreaking. So to see it in the trailer, like she's kneeling down and looking at the hologram of Ezra, like that kind of broke my heart, you know, like she's still searching for him. She's still missing him. And um, so that was really cool to see. Yeah. And so here's, here's the thing that would just make me so, so happy. And I don't want I know that expectations are the quickest way to disappointment. Um, (laughs) so, So with that caveat, I don't, need this to make this show like good mm-hmm. but the fact that we're we are now going to see all of the rebels crew in live action i mean like you said we we've already seen zeb on mandalorian which mm-hmm. fun fact in case folks didn't know he is obviously voiced by steve bloom the, yes the, and yeah. he, steve bloom did the motion capture for the character which is just really oh, cool i did not know that yeah that's i just awesome. i read that on something the other day i was just like wow that's really rad um so that said of course the one person who who obviously won't be there is Kanan. He's, he's dead. Um, but I would, Oh, Tiara, I would, Kanan is probably top five star Wars character for me. 
if we got to see just like a flashback with Freddie Prince Jr. playing Kanan, I would just, oh God, I don't know what I would do, but maybe just <laughs> dropped out of joy. Um, again, I don't anticipate that it will happen. Uh, I don't need it to happen, but that's just like my, like, see Like a cherry on com- top, exactly. you know, like just to make it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I, I, like every time I, I've gotten to the point now, so this is, this will be the first time I've ever said this on air. Uh, so you get to be the first person here at Tiara. <laughs> I, I actually officially like rebels more than clone wars. And that's not because I don't love clone wars, but I love rebels just a little bit more because I love that. It's a narrative about a, a phone, a chosen family. Like that's my favorite theme running through star Wars is chosen family. And that's exactly what rebels is, mm-hmm. is this story of a family fighting the empire. Um, so and what's interesting is like Kanan is Kanan is the one character from Rebels that I absolutely adore. Like again, like I said, he's a top five Star Wars character for me. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Ghost Crew, I I enjoy everybody. I still don't really like Ezra. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but I love them as a unit first and foremost, yeah. right? Like I do I do really like Hera, but like Sabine and Zeb, like they are great background characters to me. And mm-hmm. insofar as like I really enjoy what they bring to the team, right? Like I love yeah. them as a unit. So like as I'm watching this right we see Hera then we see a bunch of Sabine we've already seen Zeb we see Chopper um like it's just like I just really want to see Kanan (laughs) just it would complete it would complete the family I mean how could like there's talks of in the Ahsoka series because I believe there's supposed to be a time jump too um because I was on a another podcast talking to Star Wars Sith about it and we there was, you know, that episode where they go through like the portals, like it's like the multiverse of Star Wars. They go through uh, the, the portals. World between worlds. Ezra, yeah, the world between worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ezra saves Ahsoka. There's supposed to be flashbacks or like different scenarios of Ahsoka fighting Anakin instead as an alternative, yeah, an alternate uh, result. Yeah, I guess. Um, so it would be really, really cool to see maybe Ezra reaching out into the forest and maybe talking to Kanan or maybe Hera having a flashback and Mm. it her and Kanan talking to each other interacting with each other so I mean not to get your hopes up but it's a possibility (laughs) you know (laughs) well and and to that end um so I've I've that's the one thing in Rebels that I also didn't love was the world between world stuff it just felt a little (laughs) too fantasy for me um but all that to say there's several shots in the trailer where Ahsoka's fighting this new I guess Sith. I don't know who this guy yeah. is. It yeah. looks like they might be in the world between worlds, though. Did you notice like the background? There's something I about did. it. That... It was like very spacey, kind of like what we see. And I don't want to like bring Avengers into it, but it kind of felt mm. like a little bit of Marvel. You know, like when they're on a different, on a different world, a different like multiverse, a different portion of the galaxy um, or timeline. So it did. It did seem like that. And, and it was not only him; it's another girl too that yes. had a red, red lightsaber as well. So there's two Sith. So maybe it's two different variations. And I don't know. It'd be. It's really interesting. I'm. I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. Well, in and in one of the shots, ah- ah- Ahsoka is dueling somebody with what looks like an Inquisitor's lightsaber. Yeah. Um, so right, maybe one of. The, because if you think about it, at the end of Return of the Jedi, they're still Inquisitors, right? Like, they're still out there. So maybe they they go into hiding or something like that. Um, but it could make sense that one of these is like a former Inquisitor who's taken on an apprentice or something like that. And and that that new female character who's, again, like some sort of dark side force user. Yeah. Clearly, we get a hallway scene again, right? Like, she's coming onto a ship. She's 
you know, th- we've got those. I love those gorgeous blue <laughs> New Republic uniforms. They're so great. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get another hallway scene. Um, it's it. It's just so fascinating to me that, like, it seems like they're kind of going back and just kind of giving us a new take on the original Thrawn trilogy from Timothy's on. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just some of the vibes I'm getting, even though that's not particularly even one of my favorite Legends books. Like, mm-hmm. I... I love what it means for Star Wars fandom because I got into Star Wars in the mid 90s. So that was that was like a holy grail story. Um, So for somebody like me, uh, it just it's just like, wow, this is so cool to see this in live action, because I remember when the Thrawn trilogy came out again in 91. I mean, I didn't Mm -hmm. really pick up on it for another five years. But when I did, there were still like these rumors like, oh, yeah, eventually these are going to be seven, eight and nine. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's cool to see that they're still playing around with these stories that are so beloved to so many folks. I think that's a common theme with everything that's been released, um, recently, like the TV shows, because for, for prequel babies, I mean, like I'm, I'm a huge Mm -hmm. prequel baby. So like to see the Obi-Wan series, I know there's like controversy about that show, but like the nostalgia that we have for that and the appreciation now that Hayden and even the guy who Ahmed Best who plays Jar Jar Binks, like all of the appreciation that they're getting now, it's it's revisiting, you know, that air that time frame. Um, and so I think that we're gonna see that a lot more going forward in the shows that they're producing. Um, so I think that I think that's really cool. And especially to hear it from your point of view, because I did not get into novels until probably this past year. I the first novel that I read was Brotherhood and then I started reading some old Republic stuff. Um but I'm not a novels person, but for you, like it's a completely whole other experience. And I think that's really awesome that they get to fulfill that for you yeah, yeah. Um, this time around. Um, quick side note. How good is brotherhood? <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I've read that book three times now. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what got me hooked. Someone yeah. suggested it to me and I wanted to hear more from like Anakin's point of view and like, you know, before Clone Wars started and also that reference on um, that business on Canton Pneumonia or however yeah, you yeah, say yeah, yeah. it doesn't count. Like that line was so intriguing to me, yeah. even till this day. So I needed to read it and get some more information. So that's why I read the book. And it's like one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I, I would I would argue that that Brotherhood and Matt Stover's Revenge of the Sith novel are the best written Anakin stories I've ever like I'm talking on screen or off screen they're the best Anakin stories they just write the character Ooh. so well yeah um, because I think Anakin on screen is just a little bit whiny and a little bit annoying like I still like him mm-hmm. um, but these books kind of show like where he's coming from gives him that kind of hero take um, but anyway we're not here to talk brotherhood although <laughs> I would love to uh, um, yeah so uh have you heard like right so um so kind of to just look into so the three movies that were also announced mm-hmm. uh the first so let's talk about real quick the the, the day Filoni. day Filoni is finally like getting his own movie he's gonna direct it i don't know who's writing it i imagine he probably will um but it's the story of the new republic's battle with the imperial remnant um again which is just to me gives me like strong thrawn vibes uh, I've heard a lot of folks speculating and, you know, that Mandalorian book of Boba Fett, although I don't know if we're ever getting any more of that, 
the Ahsoka show, like these things are going to almost become like, and like this movie will probably be like the Avengers, right? It's just yeah. kind of coming together of all those mm-hmm. storylines. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Do you, again, like these are obviously just speculations. We don't know that that's yeah. in fact what's happening, but mm-hmm. do you think that model can work for Star Wars and, and do you want it for Star Wars? I think to a degree, um, I, I don't want that to be all that Star Wars is and becomes because I like like Rebels, like going back to Rebels, like that was its own show. It was brand new characters, a whole new storyline, like a whole narrative. And we love those characters now. So I feel like it's essential in order to continue to build on these story new storylines that we're getting to what we love now so it's important for us to have brand new characters like there's the new shows with skeleton crew and acolyte and i think those are important because they're their own side stories but we're gonna fall in love with them you know no matter what um it's star wars and but i also like the idea of everything kind of leading up to this big like finale movie that we kind of get with like how marvel's doing um their thing and how they've done with endgame so i think to a degree, it will be cool to see, but I don't want that to be that all that Star Wars is like all these shows have to lead up to a, mm. like a huge epic movie, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm with you on that. Like, I think, I think here it can work and I think it'll be a really fun experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't want it to become the, the new regular, um, because that's a Marvel thing. And and frankly, I'm actually getting a little burned out with Marvel anyway. And this is part of the reason why is it just feels like there's just so yeah. much all the time. And it's like, if you miss anything, you're missing something important. And, and I, I that model annoys me. Now, granted, I have an, I have a loyalty to star Wars that nothing else has except for maybe God. Um, but <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so of course I will watch everything. But uh, that said, like, I, I think it's a neat model for, for this particular project, but you know, I'm with you mm-hmm. on the fact that I don't want it to be, to be the everything. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so the other movie they announced, um, and this is, this is something I've long wanted ever since they said, you know, Ryan Johnson was going to get his own trilogy. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. last Jedi is still like, it's just, it's just not my favorite star Wars. Like I totally respect the heck out of folks that love that movie. Um, but I will say, I think Ryan Johnson did some, I mean, he did a lot of really wonderful things, but one of my favorite elements he brought into that movie was the first Jedi temple and, and kind of flushing, you know, giving us the prime Jedi, uh, and, and when they revealed the logos of the new star Wars timeline, it's, it's, it's this new era is going to be known as the dawn of the Jedi. And that logo mm-hmm. is essentially the prime Jedi, which is just mm-hmm. so cool. So really hoping we get to see Octo, um, which would make sense because in Last Jedi, we're told that it's the site of the first Jedi Temple. Um, so we have this new movie coming out um, by, I think, James Mangold is going to direct it, who I, I believe is also doing the Indiana Jones 5 movie. Um, yeah, I think, I think he, that's what I heard, too. I think he also did the movie Logan. Um Wolf, yeah, which I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I loved that movie. Um, so, but it's set in twenty five thousand BBY, so like super far back. And I like that it's kind of there's a Legends novel called Dawn of the Jedi. Um, and uh, I tried reading it because a, a, a former student of mine recommended it because she loves it, and I just it was okay. I didn't I didn't love it, but maybe that'll change with this new story coming. Um, yeah, but I. I my favorite element of star Wars is the spirituality part. You know, I'm, I'm a college chaplain. Of course I like this stuff. (laughs) Um, so just really excited to see what they do with that. Um, and, 
Yeah, like I, I always thought like Ryan Johnson would be the perfect person to tell that story because he really seems to have a really keen understanding of the force and the mythology around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised to see that they announced it and he wasn't attached to it. Um, but that said, I'm so excited for a story like that. Uh, what about you? Like, does is that sort of does that sort of stuff excite you? Does that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if this will ever happen, but I'd love to see something live action of the Old Republic. Um, so like, I, I like that. I like the way that you put it, like the mythology behind it. Like that's what I gravitate towards in, in Star Wars. Like I love what influences the mythology in Star Wars. And I also love like the family aspect that you were talking about. So I'm, I'm interested to see it's something new. Um, and so, like I said, like, I think that's essential to Star Wars for us to have like brand new content. Like it's not necessarily brand new, but it's brand new on the screen, I guess, and how it's told. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see, I'm curious how that will be portrayed on screen. Yeah. Do you think, do you think we'll see lightsabers in that? So in the Dawn of the Jedi novel, uh, again, it's a legend story. They use the, so it, it's not even, and even in the book, it's the Jedi do exist, but it's like, it's like their very early history. They don't have lightsabers. Mm-hmm. They have, they actually use like swords. Oh. Um, yeah. So, do you think we'll see lightsabers or maybe, or maybe it's something that gets created in the story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like where you're going with that, like maybe the beginning of creating a lightsaber and I will be blown away if I get to experience that. Like, I just, (laughs) I don't know why I have not yet built a lightsaber at like galaxy's edge. And that's something that I like nest so badly need to do, but I'm just, I'm so drawn to that. Like that one episode where they craft the lightsabers. I just like the ritual aspect behind it. Like this is what makes a Jedi. Like to me, like when I first saw, Oh, you have a lightsaber Jedi, you know? So to be able to see like the very beginnings of how we came to start creating lightsabers, I'm just, (laughs) what? And (laughs) the possibility of them going to Ilum, right. To like get those Kybers. Um, and granted, there are other places where Kybers exist, but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh um, I'd be speechless. I'd be like, "That's me. That's me. We're going." <laughs> Thanks for the plug on my channel, Star Wars. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, um, well, I, I I gotta say, I think still uh, in in the midst of all this awesome stuff, I am elated like you wouldn't believe that we are getting a movie set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. That is the story of Jedi Master Rey Skywalker (laughs) starting a Jedi Academy and a new Jedi Order, which again is a a callback to that Legend series that I actually read Mm -hmm. last summer for the first time, and it's really fun. Um, It's going to be a very different take. Um, But, oh my, and then Daisy walked out on stage. (laughs) Um... Oh, what did you think of that? Did you see that coming? I did not. Uh, well, okay. So there are these posts as well. I would love an animated series of like either before the resistance or after the resistance. I would love for Dave Filoni to create an animated series about like that type of stuff, because I feel like it would fill in a lot of gaps. And I feel like for those who don't really like the sequel trilogy, we would have kind of have more of an appreciation for it. Mm. Um, so I would love to see that. I did not see that coming, but I appreciate it because 
while I'm not, I'm not the hugest fan of Ray, nor was I a huge fan of like the sequels, but I still liked it for Star Wars and for what it is. And I feel like this is another situation where people aren't a fan, like in the prequels or whatever. And now we're getting more and we're going to have more time to like marinate on it and see more aspects of it and kind of fall in love with it a little bit more. So I am excited to be able to have that happen for myself, <laughs> speaking for myself, but I know you're super excited and that's always exciting to see of other fans having something that they've wanted for a while or or surprised to have and be able to appreciate it in that way yeah i did not i did not expect that at all Mm -mm. i really thought daisy's time was done with star wars i mean she Mm -hmm. dealt with a lot of toxicity in the fandom and she's not the only one obviously (laughs) kelly marie tran also dealt with a ridiculous amount they all Mm -hmm. john boyega did um that said i i i am not the biggest lover of the sequel trilogy but i am a huge lover of Ray. I love Ray's story. I think it's just such an incredible story. And like, is it a bit of a hot mess once you get it all put together? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Cause that whole trilogy is a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, um, but that said, like I loved Ray. I love her taking the name Skywalker. I mean, it's, it's clear from day one, if you're going to call this the Skywalker saga, like, and she's the new hero. Like she's going to be a Skywalker in some way, shape or form. I love the way that she adopts the name, um, so the fact that we are going to get to see her training other Jedi, um, I, I would be hesitant to think she's the star of the story. Um, my guess is it's probably going to be around some of the other characters there. I will be really bummed if John Bay, John Boyega is not back as a Jedi. Yeah. Um, I, I think it makes sense to, I mean, whether or not he's in it. I mean, if he's in it, I could see them maybe just waiting to give that announcement at another time, right? Like, let's not overwhelm them. Let's save something, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and John Boyega has been very upfront uh, in, in recent years talking about how he would come back if it was the right story. And he, yeah. he made it very clear that he wanted Kathy Kennedy involved, Daisy and JJ, because he, he really likes JJ Abrams. Um, I don't know that JJ is going to be involved with this, but that said, mm-hmm. uh, Daisy's back. Obviously, Kathy Kennedy's involved. Um, I'd, I just think it makes sense. I mean, again, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to be a main character, but I'd mm-hmm. love to see him at least have a cameo in it. Um, and and I think it's smart to do 15 years later. I mean, granted, this movie may come out in the next few years. I mean, Daisy is not 15 years older than she was, but, you know, that's right. what makeup's for. Um, yeah. And also, Daisy Ridley is like one of those people like Brad Pitt, like that dude just never stops looking great <laughs> um and i feel like daisy will be gorgeous till she's 85 <laughs> like, yeah. um but that said like i i think it's smart to do 15 years right like the, the war with the first order is well behind us i think it makes a possibility of like what is the new threat like it and yeah personally i would like it to be something smaller like i don't because it doesn't seem like any of these things are particularly trilogies right it's like these are almost being billed as standalone stories that mm-hmm. that are opening up new eras that I'm sure other stories will be told within those eras. Yeah. Um, but I like, I don't like, this is not episode 10, right? It's not a continuation of the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate. Yeah. Um, were you going to say something? Yeah, like I li- I like the like a clean slate kind of um, because like it's kind of like a hot mess, right? And now we get to start over with something new. Yes, it's the same character, but I I feel like what you said is pretty accurate where like she might not be like the hero and she might not, not 
might be, might not be the main character. I cannot speak. Um, the main character, I think that we're going to have other char- new characters introduced. And I think that that is good. I think that's important um, because I feel like it'll give her an opportunity to pass down her wisdom. And I, I love seeing that as well. Um, so, yes, I, I like the idea of starting with a clean slate 15 years later from the New Order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's something you mentioned earlier, and I, I've been saying this for years, is the one project I would love for them to do is a animated show between episode six and seven starring Han, Luke and Leia, like and have other characters as well, but similar to what Clone Wars did. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of fans that didn't love the prequels when it came out, I mean, I'm not one of them. I know you're not one of them, but there were, there were folks out there who just, it wasn't their cup of tea, but Clone Wars yeah. gave them a deeper appreciation for mm-hmm. that story. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like still my, my biggest hangups about the sequel trilogy is just kind of how those legacy characters were handled. I think they could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Um, because we we meet them at like they're all at a low, right? And I just think that was still really surprising. We need stories that just show them doing like heroic things together still, right? And I think that's why I really want that animated series because I think it could really enhance the sequel trilogy. Um, rather than taking these heroes we loved that had this beautiful celebration with with the Ewoks in the trees, and then all of a sudden it's like everything's falling has fallen apart, and yeah. we don't really get context yeah. for it. Um, so that's, I mean, that's still like my underlying issue with the sequel trilogy. Um, but that said, I do think the new characters in the sequel trilogy are awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that, that 15 year gap allows us to just do, like you said, it's a, it's a clean slate. It allows all new types of storytelling. Um, I mentioned to a couple of my friends earlier today that, I think what makes me the happiest about all three of these projects is none of them are between episodes three and four. I'm just so sick of that timeline. Like, like I'm enjoying Bad Batch, but I'm just I, well, I didn't really enjoy Andor. Um, Kenobi was also a bit of a to me as well. <laughs> so all that to say, like, I think part of it is just like I don't need more stories in that era, like partly because we know where it all goes. Um, mm-hmm. I think a story that's ancient history, it can do and be anything it wants. A story that's 15 years after episode nine can do and be anything it wants. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. Filoni's story is the one that is the most it has the most uh, like boxed in sensibility in a way because we know the Imperial Remnant doesn't win. (laughs) Um, But uh, all that to say, like, I, I like that they're exploring new eras because I think that's what will that'll bring such a fresh feeling to Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree. I, I like, um, like what you said, like, I, I liked Bad Batch. I liked, I liked the Kenobi series. Um, I think it was a lot of nostalgia and also I've formed like this attachment to the Bad Batch crew. Um, and I don't mind seeing more of that. I love order 66 scenes, but at the same time, I'm kind of over an order 66 scene, you know? Mm. Um, so I like that what you said that it will open more opportunities for more storytelling like that. That's why I love star Wars. I love seeing all these, like the imagination portrayed on the screen. Like I know, I think I heard you say in one of your podcasts, like you love seeing the variations or like the different alien species. Like when you're watching star Wars, like that's what makes it feel star Wars. And that's, that's what I enjoy as well. So to have like a clean slate to be able to do that again, I mean, count me in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) I want to be clear. I love bad batch. Um, you know, it, it, 
I'm a little I'm a little over the era, but I love Bad Batch because to me it's actually the perfect like blend of Rebels and Clone Wars because it's it feels very much like the continuation mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars story with how they're mm-hmm. dealing with clones and like Rebels, it's a narrative about a chosen family. So so I right. love Bad Batch for those reasons. Um, I'm just I'm just excited to get stories outside of that era. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, goodness. Um, what uh, any what else is bouncing around your head <laughs> with all <laughs> I'm this just stuff. excited to see the live celebration for tomorrow um that's going to be my weekend just watching the live um i know that you said you had mentioned andor um and at first i wasn't a fan like the first three episodes were rough for me to get through um but i mean as i was on the first time with you on the podcast i have created like merch in regards to andor um and i like their characters and i was watching the panel today and i was watching diego luna and the composer and the costume designer and the director all talk about what went into it and i just it made me love the show more because of the detail and thought process and creativity that went into it um so i I just love hearing all that. So I'm really excited to hear more, like see more of the panels at Star Wars Celebration in terms of like the shows that have come out recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I just, I still just blown away with everything they came out the gate with us for, you know, um, and I know there was a Mandalorian uh, panel today. I don't know Mm -hmm. much about it. I did hear that they're, they're showing everybody the, the seventh episode later tonight. Yeah. Um, so and most like whatever I can wait till Wednesday. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but like I I don't know what else they're going to be announcing. Like I'm really excited. I I I will say. Um, so the the last day of celebration, what's been customary in in the past is to typically announce when the next celebration will be. Um, okay. So I'm really hoping that there will be one in. Uh, if not next year, then 2025 mm-hmm. and really hoping it's in Orlando just because Orlando's the easiest one for me to get to <laughs> um, because I miss, I mean, this is two celebrations in a row that I couldn't go to after, <gasps> oh, after no. having been to like four in a row. Um, so I just, I mean, I miss my friends that I get to see at these things. I, yeah. I just miss that excitement of being around thousands of Star Wars fans. And I, that's what I commented to my friends this morning was just like, man, to have been in that, you know, to have been in any of those breakout rooms, the main room, whatever, surrounded by Star Wars fans watching that Ahsoka trailer. Like I miss, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm not a, I'm not a sports aficionado. Like I enjoy some <laughs> sports, but like, I don't really care about being in a stadium and cheering for a team, but I want to be in an auditorium full of Star Wars fans with lightsabers waving, screaming my head off. That's my sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the screaming with other Star Wars fans. Yeah, the energy. Every time one of the actors or directors or whoever they've gone on the panel, they always describe the energy in the room is is so powerful. It's so invigorating. Like I want to be able to experience that. I actually have never been to a Star Wars celebration, so I'm really hoping that the next one is here in the states because I'm. Going, I legit did not find out that there was a Star Wars celebration until the Obi Wan series came out, and the only reason why I figured that out was because I saw like a YouTube video from Hayden and um, Ewan McGregor on stage talking about the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and I was like, "Why have I like literally never heard of them? <laughs> Who has been keeping me in the dark? Like they've done this on purpose." <laughs> Um, Real quick, speaking of Hayden, um, there have been plenty of rumors about him having a potential appearance in Ahsoka, Um, whether as a force ghost, as a potential flashback. If that's the case, if you if you knew you could only have Hayden in one particular way in the Ahsoka series, 
what would you like it to be? Well, I heard, I was talking to my friend um, at Star Wars Sith and he, me and him were talking and he had mentioned that there was a variation of Ahsoka fighting Anakin and I, I would love to see that. I would love to see how that storyline, like how? how she was on Mandalore, uh, on Mandalore and the Siege of Mandalore and then everything that was happening um, on Coruscant. Like I, I want to see how that alternative universe, how that alternative scenario would play out and like her on Mustafar with Anakin, like. How I would be I would be blown away to see how they write that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think for me I would just I'd love to see him as a Force ghost in conversation with Ahsoka because I think part of like just thinking of what we've seen of Ahsoka so far in Mandalorian and Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett, mm-hmm. right? She is very reluctant to train Grogu because she senses that attachment Grogu has for for Din. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he you know Grogu eventually goes off with Luke and. And and um, Din has that conversation with Ahsoka when he goes to give Grogu his cute little chainmail T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a great thing to get your kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, she seems okay with the fact that Luke is the one taking this task on, even though she doesn't see herself as. I mean, she still doesn't yeah. see herself as like a formal Jedi. Um. So that said, like, what changed? You know, and and. When, you know, she says to Luke it, even though I think this line doesn't really make any sense, but when she's like so much like your father, it's like, I don't get that. But OK. Um, but that said, yeah. like it it implies that I feel like since she saw Din in season two to where she is in Book of Boba Fett, perhaps she's had an encounter of Anakin. Now, granted, it could have just been Luke telling her the story of his redemption and and Luke believes it so much that it that it changes her own heart and her own perspective of who Anakin mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, Cause right. Like, let's think about it. Like her last encounter with Anakin was as Darth Vader, who's trying to kill her. Um, so all that to say for me, I would just, I think it would be really powerful to see her have some sort of relationship with his force ghost. And it gives her the faith in the Skywalker line. Again, it gives her faith that, um, you know, Luke is capable of doing this work and and she trusts him to do it, mm-hmm. um, but still doesn't see herself as part of it, which I'll be, you know, I liked that moniker in the trailer where they, I think they call her like uh, outcast Jedi rebel or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really cool to s- one of the things that I will say that I have enjoyed with all of the content between episodes three and four is the way they've explored what do what do Jedi become on the other side of Order 66, the survivors, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. they're doing that with Cal Kestis in, in Fallen mm-hmm. Order. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like that Ahsoka is kind of the driving force of what does it mean to be a Force user who had once been a Jedi. So, right. so my a question for you then is how would you define it? Like, ish, I mean... She says, I am no Jedi to Darth Vader in Rebels. Is she a Jedi? And what does it mean to be a Jedi in your opinion? Such a loaded question. Yeah, no, I figured we'd end with something really simple. So. <laughs> Um, so I'm a really big fan of Jedi Fallen Order. I, I mm. like the storyline. And in the game, we get lots of references. The storyline r- reviews like the original force users, if that makes sense, like the the very, very ancient beings. And 
the way that Cal uses that knowledge to proceed forward, I feel like is the same way that Ahsoka proceeds forward. However, Ahsoka, she actually left the Jedi Order, right? So she does not see herself as a Jedi. But I think, like, if we're going to define what makes a Jedi is tuning into that spirituality of being a Jedi using the force. And that is what the ancient beings did. Like it's very natural. Like they're very, I don't want to see like very hippie like, but Mm. like, that's how it feels to me. And that's what she does. She is a gray Jedi. Like that is how she's described a lot of the times. And I feel like Cal is the same way and Kanan was the same way. So I feel like she is a Jedi that it, it depends on what you make of it. And if you're tuning into the force and using those abilities and trying to make a difference with what you can and what you have, I think that's what makes you a Jedi. Cause I think mm. at the very origin of it, that's what the Jedi mission was. And it kind of got tainted with politics and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, for me, uh, I always go back to, so the, the episode you clearly love from clone wars, the gathering where they go to Ilum to, <laughs> to craft their lightsabers. Yes. My favorite quote, probably ever from Yoda is when he says the force made visible a Jedi is that's what Ahsoka still is. She's still making Mm -hmm. the force visible. So she Mm -hmm. is still a Jedi. Is she part of the Jedi order? No. Right. Like I think, um, again, in uh, what it to me continues to play with and is, uh, just thinking about it from like a religious spiritual aspect Mm -hmm. in the culture. These characters are, spiritual not religious to use a a modern moniker right um Mm -hmm. i've talked about this in the past like the original trilogy is very much an eastern religious story Mm -hmm. the prequels are an indictment of western religious uh dogmatic dogmatic uh shortcomings and i feel Mm -hmm. like the sequel era and now the disney era is exploring the importance of still having a spiritual expression, but finding new ways to express it. Um, so I'm actually really happy that Ray is starting a new Jedi order. And I'm curious to see what that'll look like. Now, granted, we still don't really know what Luke's even looked like, but uh, uh, I am really curious how Ray will do it because uh, right. Like we obviously learned between episodes uh, eight and nine, she has spent a lot of time with those texts that she took from Octo Um mm-hmm. So she's well aware of where the Jedi came from. She has a respect for what the Jedi Order represented, but she's also now coming off of understanding how it can all go wrong. Both like, she's probably gonna she's heard from Luke the the tragedy of Anakin. Mm-hmm. She also knows the tragedy of Luke's own experience. So she will rise above it, I think, in a really mm-hmm. profound way. So. <gasps> Yeah. The fact that you just said that. Okay. So I really love Tales too. I am a huge fan of Tales. And where I think Count Dooku and Yaddle are talking to each other after the interaction between Count Dooku and Qui Gon. And he's like, I don't even know how to describe his emotions, like Count's emotions at that time because he, he wants to be there for his Padawan like that the attachment is still there between him or that connection between him and Qui-Gon um, at least for Count and Yaddle says like they are maybe no Yoda says that actually in the sequ- they are what they, they what does are he say what, they are they are what we grow or we are what they grow beyond he says that yes. to Luke and, and Last Jedi yeah yes so the fact that we're going to be able to see Ray like basically do that in yeah. a whole new movie like that's going to be amazing to see and the the padawans they continue and they grow and we see more and more of 
like past experiences from their masters, but also what they make of it. And I think, I think that's beautiful. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and now I'm thinking, I also, something I'd also love to see them look at in that movie is how does the gal because the galaxy knows the skywalkers right they know they know the stories of mm-hmm. anakin they know the stories of luke and his sister leia mm-hmm. now you have ray skywalker running around how does the galaxy under do, do they understand her as a skywalker what does that mean for them um right. and also for all the Raylos out there are we going to get made to, maybe get to see ben right like will we get to see <laughs> ben's force ghost which we should I have seen at the end of nine but um yes. Uh, JJ dropped that ball pretty hard. <laughs> um, right. So will we get to see an Adam driver appearance in that movie? I mean, I think that would make a lot of people very happy and I think it would go a long way in, in, in repairing some of the damage that it did to some of those folks. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't, I don't think JJ intended any sort of disrespect. I think, yeah. I think he came into a project very last minute and did the best that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a hot mess, <laughs> but, uh, but it was, but it was still hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, so it, I think, I think it'd be interesting to see if any of it, and they may not even touch it to be fair, right? They may not even touch it, but mm-hmm. those are certainly questions that I'll be bouncing around in my head until, until we learn more. Yeah. Oh, so much. And I'm so excited to see what the next few days have. And oh, I was just, and I was just going to say, it's only the first day. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, I think that'll, I think that'll wrap up this, this little, uh, mini episode. Well, full episode, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but before we go, Tiara, uh, you are just like knocking it out of the park with all the content (laughs) you've been creating in the, in the last several months. How can folks, uh, keep up with all the cool projects you're doing? Yeah. Um, so of course I have my Instagram page crafting on Ilum, Ilum, however you want to say it. And it's hard to say. Um, so mostly on Instagram, I appear on some live streams on at Padawan Chronicles and Star Wars Sith, um, YouTube channels. They have YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, I believe. Um, but for me, it's just Instagram and you can find my shop. I have my Shopify link posted on my page. There is a 20% off discount code somewhere on my page, um, for first time purchases. And I also have my shop on Etsy and there is the crafting on Elam name on my Instagram page as well. So yeah, you can find me on those yeah. platforms. Love it. I love how you've also made it simple. Just like, just go to my Instagram. It's all there. It's <laughs> all makes, in the bio. It makes it so much yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you again for, for making time to, to hop on with me this afternoon and, yeah, and, and talk about all this excitement. Um, so yeah, y'all know, like, we still have several days left of celebration. A lot of Star Wars to celebrate. A lot of Star Wars to love on. Um, you, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Wampas Lair. We're on Twitter at Wampas Lair. You can email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Um, really encourage you to get involved on our Instagram if you have an Instagram. Uh, that's where we do most of. Well, that's where I do most of our stuff because I love Instagram. Um, <laughs> got some giveaways coming up in the next couple of months, especially with with May coming up. All that to say, uh, hope to see you there. Uh, yeah, so thank you everybody for tuning in for this special episode of the Wampas Lair podcast. On behalf of Tiara, I'm Carl, and we will see you next time here in the Wampas Lair. <laughs> <laughs>